Welcome to the Colander Medical Radio Show with Dr. Brian Colander, MD. Dr. Colander is a board-certified internal medicine physician who specializes in the assessment and treatment of artery disease. His medical practice is dedicated to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we're going to hear from Dr. Colander about his unique, personalized concierge practice and his plan for revolutionizing healthcare. His vision focuses on preventing the events that lead to all the catastrophic diseases. Dr. Collender will explain to us about how and why we develop chronic systemic disease and the course we ought to take to prevent it. To find out more about how to avoid diabetes, Alzheimer's, heart attack and stroke, stay tuned and we'll be right back after this short break. Welcome to another edition of the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us explaining his personalized concierge practice and the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also talk about the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we're asking you to call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. Dr. Colander, welcome to another one of your very interesting shows. Why not tell us a little bit about what your day was like today with your patients? Anything new? Well, nothing. Well, yes, there's always something new. And I, I was thinking about this just as we were starting, that really every show that we're recording you know, I talk about what happened that day, which means every day there's opportunities to recognize tell, tales to tell, that there's something's been missed, something's been found, you know, a kink in the system that we're able to work around. And, um, you know, so today is, you know, young and old. Um, I had two of my 90-year-olds in, and a new patient is 28. And of course, if we're going to talk about them, it means that there was a lot of issues in a 28-year-old. That's pretty amazing. And a bit, did he? How did he get to you? Let's ask. How did he get to you? Well, this is another Rocket Mortgage account patient. So, as we've told listeners, I have a, um, I guess I'm a vendor for Rocket Mortgage team members. So some of them uh, qualify to be a member in my practice. And so this young man uh, pulled the lottery a, ticket, okay. achieved, right, achieved the level to uh, access me. And so uh, he comes in and um, obviously he's smart and he's a go-getter and he's a hard worker. And uh, his labs were horrific. I mean, that's the only way to put him. And you're talking about the blood tests, right? So his, well, that's right. So okay. we're doing his labs. He's new, so you know he has not yet had his CIMT, so we've not identified disease. So we're working primarily off of the blood work that measures inflammation. And then, what did you find out? Well, his inflammation markers, every one of them was elevated. You know, so. You have a 28-year-old who's doing what he thinks is the right thing to do. And obviously it's not because you just cannot, as a layperson, find what to do 
by researching because there's too much for sale on the internet. You know, you will have a bias. Everyone has a bias. And right now the current fad diet is the carnivore diet. Would you believe it? That's kind of unbelievable because that's solid meat. Yeah. So he was proud to tell me that he was reintroducing red meat to his diet. He had been off red meat and he went back on it. Well, it wasn't that he was off of it ever. He just like reduced it, added more fish and chicken. Um, and, and he was reading about the, t- again, this is not true, anybody. This is, you know, he was misinformed about the quote-unquote toxins in green foods and decided to go for the carnivore diet, and it did not go well for him. Where do you find this out? Online, just doing his own Google research? Yeah. If you, if, if any of the listeners want to expand on the keto experience... That's what I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, then... Now they're calling it the carnivore diet, and there are some, wow. you know, thoughtful, science, I'm going to say doctors or, or, or people who can go on the Internet and on their podcasts and on their, you know, nothings and tell you how great the carnivore diet is without an inkling of research of why. And, but, you know, as we all know, there's, it's very easy to portray something as having been studied and researched. And so with very little information, a layperson may think that this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And as a certain people, that's very appealing. You know, if you, and, uh, if you don't know any better and you want to eat a lot of meat, well, you've just got told what you want to hear. Well, was his focus basically to lose weight? Was that why he would switch over to this almost all-meat keto-type diet? Not really. He thought that was the right thing to do as for his health based on what he learned online. So I want to admit to listeners that I'm not researching the carnivore diet. It's nonsense. So, I'm, I mean, I don't know exactly what they're telling people, but I, you know, just from, you know, we all know that you, if you are interested in something, you can find somebody online who's telling you that's the right thing to do. So I don't know what the benefit of somebody proposing the carnivore diet is. Like, you know, there's always a sale to be made. There must be supplements around it, and that's what they're selling. You know, you're eating too much meat. or you're, I don't say we're too much. You're eating a lot of meat. You need some supplements that aren't in the animal protein. But there's, there's never, this has just never been scientifically proven to be healthy but if you want to have protein well this is uh they're telling you what you want to hear oh there are lots of other ways to get protein of course that's certainly not the best way but let's come back and talk more about this on the other side of the break you're listening to the calendar medical radio show and if you're interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you ought to be engaging with the concierge practice please call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. 
I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, board-certified in internal medicine, specialist in artery disease. Dr. Collender is here with us explaining his personalized concierge practice and the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also talk about the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we're asking you to call Dr. Collender directly at 866-COLLENDER. Dr. Collender, let's come back and talk about your patients and tell us some more about your current patients and what you're doing for them. Yeah, I thought today, again, was a, a contrast in very young and very old and, and just how do, we, how do I handle these people differently? Um, because I w- I'll say there is a certain um, you know, process that we go through for the heart prevention process, what we do, but isn't really needed as much in a 90-year-old. And so, I mean, I have, so today I had two 90-year-old ladies, and of course when you're 90, you're pretty set in your ways. And a general rule of thumb that I have is don't do much. You know, I don't want to prescribe more meds. I don't want to add anything. You know, I can only hurt a 90-year-old. I So it's more about um, seeing them regularly, catching things early, keeping them out of trouble, and keeping them out of the hospital. Uh, but during their physical, we do talk about prevention, and, and the message is you're still alive. You don't want to die. You want to enjoy your life, and these are the things you need to do. And like a lot of seniors, they live in a uh, independent living facilities where there is institutional food, which makes getting healthier food difficult. Now, not impossible because they are getting some healthily prepared protein, but tough to come by a lot of vegetables in an institution. Mm-hmm. But the good news is, you know, again, what am I talking to them about? We're We're bolstering the basics of prevention. And as you're older, it's important to exercise. You know, movement is more important. And you know, a myth is that losing weight and muscle mass as you get older is normal. And in my practice, I'm seeing my little old ladies gain muscle mass. And how do they do that? By exercising. Oh, well. And so, it. oh, shocker. You know, right. Every age group should be exercising to build muscle. There's no secret. I'm not giving them a potion. I'm telling them to eat the same way I tell everyone to eat. I mean, maybe broader. But again, you know, 90-year-olds are, what do they have for lunch? They have a cracker, you know, with hummus and, a, you know, and a, and a piece of fruit. They're not eating a lot of food, but they still need more vegetables and high fiber because as you get older, your gastrointestinal tract doesn't work as well. And you need more fiber and activity to promote normal bowel function. I mean, these are the conversations you have when you're older. Are your bowels moving? And, you, and you're all having this with your doctor, but your doctor's probably not giving you exercise instructions. And that's more important because I define frailty in my office as losing muscle and, and, and building body fat, which is the opposite of what I want to see. I want to see all my patients build lean muscle, and lose body fat. Of course, there's a place where you're 
maintaining that because you don't need more muscle, you don't need less body fat, but little ladies probably have a lot of room to go there. So um, there's always room for a little resistance training, walking, um, classes to do chair exercises, and to build a little strength because that prevents falls. So these are things that need to be discussed in detail because no 90-year-old wants to change their ways. They are locked into their routine, and it doesn't matter. You've got – everyone has to do different. How did you get them to – well, did you get them to change their ways? Did they come in sedentary, and now you've got them up and running? Well, one this morning um, is making changes. Even though she tells me she's not going to listen to anything I say. <laughs> she's going to nice. just keep going. She's just going to do what she wants. You know, her lipids have improved. Her artery inflammation markers went down. Um, and um, her, again, her skeletal muscle mass went up and her body fat went down. And... And I see this a lot, which from all patients is improvements, even though the perception of the patient is they're not doing enough. So I may, they may come in and go, I'm just not doing all the things I should be doing. What happens is, is after, you know, months and years of listening to me, the, the bar of success has been raised. Mm -hmm. So even though they're not doing what they think I want them to do. They're still doing more than they were last year. Mm -hmm. And the key to staying healthy isn't, you know, being an Olympic athlete and being the, uh, uh, the best eater in the, in the room. It's trying to get there. You don't have to win the battle. You just have to be in the battle, mm -hmm. you know, so you don't have to, you don't have to get to the, you know, the final place just working at it is a success. I mean, that's really tremendous because I'm thinking as you're talking about my own mother who feels as though when she doesn't feel up to it, it's better just to lie down or sit down or just stay sedentary for longer. And I think that's what causes a lot of her distress. Well, and for people that have stress, movement is a stress reduction activity. So... Right. I mean, that's an instruction I give to a lot of patients is if you are experiencing and registering stress, instead of popping a Xanax, you know, have a, have a little food, like grab a stick of broccoli, drink a you know, few sips of water, and go walk. Mm. And this way you had a little fluid, you had a little fiber, and you walked. Mm -hmm. And walk off the anxiety. Right. And I understand that when you are anxious and maybe depressed, how hard it is uh, to do those things. But you have to. Right. Because you know, otherwise you just sit on a couch, pop a pill, the pill sedates you, you lose two, three hours a day in a drug-induced haze, and when you snap out of it, you're in the same place you were, anxious and tired. And I imagine their sleep is worse. Because they're sleeping during the day. Right. And that's, those are just typical hallmarks of anxiety and depression. And, you know, this is another thing. People, when they're alone and single, and they just stay up too late. Um, I mean, not everybody, but that's an important thing to do is go to bed before midnight, 
stay on your normal circadian rhythms because your hormones work better when you allow that to happen. You know, again, we're, even though we talked about the carnivore diet and eating like cavemen, um, cavemen went to bed when the sun went down. You know, they didn't turn on the TV and right. their phones and stay up all night and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, binge TV. They went to bed. And so our bodies are geared for a rhythm you want to maintain. And all those things help. So the daily walking, the daily exercise, even whether it's chair exercises or belonging to a class for this age group, does that help them with sleep? It does because it when you move your muscles, you tire your body, you've burned a little stress. And again, 90-year-olds don't have a lot of stress unless, of course, um, there's illness in the family and then they worry about their kids and grandkids. But um, nothing be, there's no better way, in my opinion, to burn stress than a little exercise and just tire your body about so that when you go to bed, at least your, your brain might be moving, but your body's tired enough so that you want to fall asleep. And you help them with guidance as to what kind of exercise they should do and how much. So they're not just out there floundering. Oh, of course. Well, that makes a big difference. Let's come back and talk some more about this on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show, and if you are interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you ought to be engaging with the concierge practice, please call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board-certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us talking about his personalized concierge practice and explaining the model of the relationship you want to have with your primary care physician. He'll also tell us about the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, please only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Dr. Colander, you were talking about new patients who've come into your concierge practice, which obviously, and we should start off by saying, a concierge practice gives you more access to your doctor, more time with your doctor, and more access to the tests that are necessary in order to prevent chronic disease. We started off by talking about a new, a young 28-year-old who joined your practice. And then we came back and talked about the, the two elder ladies and their challenge in staying fit. Come back and talk a little bit about the 28-year-old who you said started off with the labs thinking that he was, you know, in the winning run of being healthy and he wasn't healthy at all. Yeah, you know, this we see often, uh, which is, People are doing what they think they need to do. And, and this is, and we may tell, look at this guy and say, well, he's doing a carnivore diet. Of course, his labs are terrible. But there's doctors on the internet telling people that this is a longevity tool when it's clearly not. And this is literally my first patient who's come off the street, so to speak, who's been doing the carnivore diet, and I can see the results. How long was he on it? Do you know? maybe four months, which is enough to do what it needed to do to the lab work. And it's also, again, so I don't have a pre-carnivore, post-carnivore diet blood test, but 
um, a couple months is enough to do damage and a couple months is enough to undo damage. So our body responds almost in real time to injury and healing. And so it's important, you know, just a, just a message to the listeners, it's never too late to jump in and start the process. And it's never, too, and by a 28 year old, it's never too early. And so even though his labs were a wreck and it, you know, we put a process in place, I still wanted him to get a CIMT because it's a data point to, that we can work from. And I did start him on statins without having disease identification because all of his inflammation markers were high. So a lot of these labs are very specific to vascular health. And, and when know, you're talking about the labs, you're talking about the blood test, what you found out in the blood draw, yeah, right? Yes. So these are blood tests, and we've talked about them a lot. But you also do more, ex more, many well, more a, extensive testing. Well, that's what I'm talking right. about. These are blood tests that none of you are getting from your regular doctor. They're just not done as part of a routine physical, and obviously they should be. Um, the lipid panel to me means nothing. So even though his lipids were terrible, I'm not making a decision based on his lipids. If his inflammation markers were normal and his lipid panel was terrible, I would have not put him on meds. Mm -hmm. And likewise, if his inflammation markers were terrible and his lipids were great, I would have still put him on meds. So I make no decisions based on lipids. The lipids just inform me about how is he metabolizing, what is he eating, and it gives me some information about whether or not he's insulin resistant. Obviously, I thought this guy was because every part of his lipids were bad, and that means he's not he's not able to make um, good quality lipids. And you, you know, something we talked about, he and I is he doesn't eat sugar. You know, he doesn't eat carbs. He doesn't eat sugar. Yet his labs looked horribly insulin resistant. And why is that? That is because people that are insulin resistant do not tolerate a lot of protein, which is the opposite of what they're telling you from keto and obviously this carnivore diet. So at the end of the day, can we start, I hate talking food because it's boring. The end of the day, the only diet that has data to support choosing it uh, for all comers is a Mediterranean diet. And, and, and I don't mean the United States version of Middle Eastern. I mean Mediterranean uh, to me is roasted vegetables, fish, a little citrus, and that's it. And... You know, if you want to have a little, you know, that's it. You know, the idea that you have a big bowl of plate of rice and bread and and chicken, that's not Medi that's not the Mediterranean diet. That's, again, I don't want to label anything, but that's what we think of here. It's really just roasted vegetables, fish, and, you know, again, healthy sourced organic cheese if you want. But in the United States, you can't get that. You can't get it? Well, it's hard to get healthy American dairy is not healthy. So okay. you've got to get European-sourced cheese. Well, what about the cheese that we get that comes in from France and Germany? Well, and... that's European-sourced right. cheese right. is healthier because those cows are were bred to make healthy yes. milk, whereas American cows were bred 
to make volumes of milk instead of quality well, milk. Well, there's the difference, yes. And these are choices that were made by the industry, sure. you know, a hundred years ago. Right. You know, and and we're all paying the price now for, and you may go, well, what, what does that have to do with me? The choices that were made about our foodstuffs generate inflammation in our body now. Mm-hmm. And every generation that is exposed to these poorly um, developed foods um, increases our risk of autoimmunity as we move forward. And that's why uh, we're seeing more allergies earlier, more um, juvenile onset diabetes, you know, more autoimmune conditions earlier. Uh, so it's it's the epigenetic effect, which we've talked about a lot too. It's pretty pathetic to think about this, you know, pre-diabetic state for young people, but I guess they need to stay away from American cheese then. Well, but it's, it's you know, so this young man who came in and I labeled him as insulin resistant, he has no family history of diabetes, but he does have a strong family history of heart disease and stroke. Oh. So my my the way I look at that is he's got a strong family history of vascular disease. It just they weren't they never met the threshold of the diagnosis of diabetes. Mm-hmm. So they probably were insulin resistant because they're older, the diagnostic threshold was different. Mm-hmm. And now we're diagnosing diabetics earlier. I mean, I want to diagnose diabetics or insulin-resistant people who are on the path to becoming diabetic 20 Before years they get after. there, yes, Right, so exactly. for instance, this guy's hemoglobin A1C, which is the blood test that is a standard bearer for measuring diabetes, his A1C was 4.8, which is rock-solid normal. Yet, all I talked to him today was about insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. And... So, so he understands what you mean by that. You explained all oh that no, to him. He, he's, he knows a lot. He just had a bias toward eating protein. He researched the carnivore diet. My gosh. And, and you can find what you want to hear online. online. You can find it, everything yeah. online that you want well, to hear. If you want to hear it, there's a doctor online who sold out to, to market himself or herself as the carnivore doctor, mm-hmm. writes a book. And it's what you want to hear. And it's just wrong. Mm -hmm. And so everyone's on here to sell you something. Mm -hmm. And I'm only here to sell you me. Well, yes, and also (laughs) the information that you're giving them. So so what's his next step? We should come back and talk some more. You're getting him to do the CIMT, and then you have other tests lined up for him? Well, he's going to do the CIMT, and really that's it for right now. He's going to employ the different eating plan. He's going to improve his exercise routine. Interestingly, at 28, he's already been diagnosed with sleep apnea and is compliant with a CPAP. At 28, he's been on it for four years already. Unbelievable. Because this guy wants to be healthy. Yes. Okay, let's come back and talk more about your patients on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show. And if you're interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you ought to be engaging with a concierge practice that specializes in prevention, please call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on 760-WJR.
Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we're here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board-certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us talking about his personalized concierge practice and explaining the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also talk about the simple tests that are available and necessary, which help with the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we're asking you to call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. Dr. Colander, this is our final segment, and we've been talking about some of your patients and their journey with you through either going back to health or staying healthy. Very interesting 28-year-old young man who switched from being, assuming, vegan or vegetarian, eating healthy, to the carnivore diet. And was that the cause of him messing up his labs and getting into the you know bad state that he was in? Well, I don't have a before no. picture of him, so I don't know. And we also, you know, I just don't know. This I'm getting him where he came in, and we can get him sorted out, no question. Um, I did put him on the proper food. We put him on a more regular exercise program. We, um, again... I'm even telling a 28-year-old what to do based on his body composition. You know, we don't need to do this. We should be doing that. And putting all of these data points together to give him a, a, a real plan, not just exercise more, eat better. But these are the exact foods you should be eating. These are the foods that you should eat less of. These are the foods you should be avoiding totally. This is the kind of exercise you should be doing. You don't need any more muscle. You've got enough. You've just got to burn a little fat. And really, that's not done in the gym. That's done in the kitchen. So everyone out there that thinks, well, I'm going to lose some weight and go work out, that's not where you lose weight. You lose weight by eating healthier. That's how to lose weight. You build some lean muscle in the, in the gym, which does help you metabolize uh, food and energy more efficiently. Um, it does help fight insulin resistance because your muscles pull sugar out of your blood without needing insulin. That's the goal. Um, you know, the, I think the take-home message here is, as usual, you can't make an assumption. And also we talk about when you start, and I've always said 30, but yes. maybe it should be 28. Yes, he's know, 28, yes. Because, you know, I don't know the future. You know, here's a young guy who was looking for the right thing for him to do. He found the wrong thing. And and I don't know that he would have known at any point until an event occurred because you go to a doctor now and your lipids don't look good. Maybe they put you on a statin. Maybe they don't. Mm -hmm. um, or they'll go, you're too young. I don't want to put you on a drug. Just eat healthier. And that's the only advice you get. Well, in his mind, or let's put this into all of your minds, you're doing what you think is the right thing to do. And you got the worst advice in the world, eat less, exercise more. And wherever you're coming from, whatever your biases are, whatever your resistance is, you're going to really not do anything with that. And for someone like this guy, you know, 10, 15 years down the line, is he having a heart attack? I mean, all his arteries were on fire. So I won't know until we can do the CIMT, but the odds are yes. 
And that's a key test for listeners that don't maybe are tuning in for the first time. Tell us again what the CIMT identifies. Well, the CIMT is an ultrasound of your carotid artery that measures the layers of your artery wall. Not to be confused with the Doppler that some people think is the CIMT. Right. So let's change gears real quick and talk about my 90-year-old. Yes. So I'm reviewing all the prior images from my not one of my 90-year-olds who's been having, you know, issues on and off over the last couple of years. I'm going to say related to her inactivity, her refusal to do what she needs to do to make herself better, which is a shame because she's not making a whole lot of plaque. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's this one's not 90, she's like 87, but still she just doesn't make a lot of plaque and she's an, you know, a former golfer and if she just would have been listening to me for as long as she's been my patient, which is forever, I mean, pretty much as long as I've been a doctor, she'd be wow. golfing. I'm telling you, she's indestructible, and the only person who's ruining her is her. She could be 87 on the course playing nine holes. And so we're reviewing her labs, and she had a CT arteriogram, which is a CAT scan of your arteries with dye. No. CT of the carotids were included because she was having some dizziness and vertigo, you know, um, and they, it says crystal clear, no plaque. And on the CIMT, I've got plaque and I've got IMT thickening. The problem, so here's your standard test that every doctor goes, well, who cares? You know, this is the test and your arteries are fine. If you're just looking to operate, you get a CTA which, or, a, or a heart catheterization. But to identify the details of information you need to guide your care, you need these higher resolution tests. So we're, you know, on our, on our test, we see the plaque that was missed on the CTA. We see the data points that are missed on the CTA. I'm giving her recommendations based on these data points. And... Otherwise, if that's all the information she had, she'd be told she's great. There's nothing here. Don't do anything. There's nothing for me. You know, I'm I'm paraphrasing another doctor telling her there's nothing for me to do for you. These tests are perfect. And we've had other shows where the cardiologist tells one of my patients that they will never have a problem, but then I've got to talk them in the CIMT and the same thing's there. Higher resolution tests identify the risk. And that's the kicker is you just have to have tests that are geared toward prevention that none of these tests exist where any of you are going. Yeah, so the regular common garden variety uh, uh, PCP is not giving these tests and so therefore they're missing they're missing a lot and they're missing the, the dangers that are lurking and that's why we have so many people still dying of heart attack. The EKG won't tell you any of this. Yes. Your echocardiogram won't tell you of this. Your stress test won't tell you. Your CT arteriogram won't tell you. Your heart catheterization won't tell you any of this stuff. Your lipids won't tell you any of these things yet. These are the tests you all get from your specialists. And you get you say, hey, you're great. Stay on whatever you're doing, and I'll see you next year. That's if you live to next year. And even if you are okay, that doesn't mean you are not at risk for microvascular disease, which causes 
chronic disease, chronic illness, dementia, heart failure, kidney disease. And these there's other simple blood tests for that. It's a scary thought that all this is missed for most people, and most people are not aware. And, and obviously, once again, we come back to the most important test anyone can get is a CIMT. And no one knows about it. They don't get referred. The primary care physician doesn't refer their patient to get the CIMT. So I, I guess it's incumbent on the listener and the patient out there to make sure that this is the key diagnostic test. Well, and around here, you need someone to read it and put you on a program. There's no one Absolutely. to do that. Absolutely. Yes, that's the next step, joining your practice or a concierge prevention practice. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, and that wraps it up for the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760, sponsored by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and again, I want to thank Dr. Colander for talking to us about taking charge of our health, being proactive, avoiding heart attack and stroke, and more importantly, what you can do to halt or reverse the process of chronic degenerative disease. It's never too late to start. For more information on today's show or to learn more about how you can engage with a personal primary care concierge practice, call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. We hope that you've enjoyed the show and that you've become more aware of your options in preventing and reversing disease. Once again, you can reach out to Colander Medical at 866-COLANDER. Thank you for listening. Opinions heard in the preceding program are those of the host and guests and not those of Cumulus Media or WJR Radio.